If you are under construction and committed to living life like it matters, you have found a home. Check us out on Facebook where we post new shows every day. Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. For information on my transformational leadership training where I teach you how to live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net. And if you have a spiritual appetite, check out my daily devotional with some wisdom from above at wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. The time is now to live life like it matters. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where living life like it matters. And today, ladies and gentlemen, today uh, we're going to talk about what's killing us. You know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I work in the realm of the mind. Matter of fact, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It's our freedom. That quote is by Dr. Viktor Frankl, the father of logotherapy. But let's be honest, there's a pandemic hitting this country. Uh, and it's poor mental health. And it's caused by a lot of things. It's not one thing. So many people are looking for one reason. It's not one reason. It's a lot of things. And the pressure is mounting. And people are getting more frustrated, more hopeless, more helpless, more distanced, more secluded, uh, more reinforced uh, in their bitterness. Uh, and I'm telling you, there are so many factors out there. That we've got to deal with this, people. We've got to get beyond red team and blue team. We've got to get beyond Biden or Trump or Republican or Democrat or the Bernie bros or the Hillary women or whatever it is. Because it's a blood sport now. Uh, people, it's mind, it's mind boggling. And so today we're going to talk about it's killing me. Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. And, and one thing I say over and over, it's not opinion. It's scientific fact. It's psychologically proven that what we believe matters. That if you think you can or think you can't, you are correct. That our belief system dictates so much that it's not what happens to us that truly matters. What matters is how do, what do we tell ourselves about it? What is the narrative? It's really not what happened to us. It's the narrative that we create as we store that data, as it's codified. And how do we remember that? How do we remind ourselves? How do we recollect it, recollect it? Do you hear the words? Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. And I'm going to suggest today uh, that we are powerless. We, uh, the opposite of freedom has to be slaves or, or incarcerated. I don't know what the word is. But that's what we are. Remember, we celebrate Juneteenth. It's June 19th. I don't remember the year. But uh, it's probably a good year after the, uh, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation and, and, and slaves were freed. They had to send the military to Texas. Because even though the slaves were freed, there was a lot of people acting as if they weren't. There was a lot of people acting as if they were still slaves. There was a lot of people acting as if they could still, quote, own slaves. And so just because something is something 
it doesn't really matter. What matters is how do you treat something? What are your beliefs about something? No one responds to reality. They respond to their map of reality. I'm not saying there is no true. What I'm saying is we make truth to ourselves because we act as if it's true, whether it's true or not. You know, it's been proven. Donald Trump was not a Russian asset. And yet still, what, one third of you out there believe he was? I mean, it's just silly. Uh, It's proven that the history of the two parties uh, were treating them flip, reverse. That it is the Republican Party that supported women's right to vote. It was the Republican Party that they got slaves to, to become natural, uh, full citizens. It was the Republican Party. I think the first 23 black elected officials were Republicans. Ron, uh, I mean, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, the first uh, Republican elected a new party at that time. But yet today, it's stunning. I mean, black people vote Democrat because they've been programmed. They've been told that we care about you. No, they care about your vote. And it goes, I don't want them to make this political. Nobody responds to reality. They respond to their map of reality. And what's going on out there right now is we're losing the battle, the battle between the stimulus and the response. We're losing it. And so today I want to talk about mental health, but I want to go into structure because it's a big deal. And unless you believe it's a big deal, you won't treat it like a big deal. Uh, and it is a big deal. Dr. Carolyn Leaf uh, wrote a great book. I think it's called Who Switched Off My Brain? And she makes this statement. Research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Think about that. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. You're seeing it in the news. These toxic emotions can cause migraines, hypertension, strokes. Think about that. They make us sick. And despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing. Why? Because of poor mental health, because of poor emotional intelligence. I teach this stuff. This is what I do at likeitmatters.net. Check it out. I've been doing this for 30 years. I remember I had a lady go through my training, and she was a young woman, and her mom sent her, although didn't know a lot about me, sent her to my training, and I told the mom it was tough. Was challenging her. Her 17, 18 year old daughter was getting ready to go to college and she was not mature enough, she thought. Sent her to my training. The girl struggled mightily, mightily. She got through my training. I was so proud of her. She did so well. I, I do, I teach people so much in two and a half days. It's like drinking from a water hose, uh, a fire hydrant hose. I'm sorry, a, a fire hydrant hose. That's what's cool. cool. Uh, it's, it's just so much. I throw so much at you. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, this l- young lady does well. So she goes home. Next morning, I call her mom, who had no understanding of what we did. And I, uh, uh, I couldn't get a hold of her. So I left a message. And then I had left and came back. And, and uh, there was a message for me. And so I called back the mom. And as soon as the mom heard my voice, she started crying. And I'm saying, oh, ma'am, ma'am, I'm just, I, 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 is everything okay? I just, I'm calling to check on your daughter, see how she's doing. Is she okay? And she goes, no. I'm like, what? She goes, she's incredible. She goes, uh, Saturday night or Sunday night, I don't remember what night. But she came home and the dog was barking like crazy. And we didn't know what was going on because our dog never barks at our, our, our daughter. And so we found out it was her. She came in and, and, and she was just walking on Claire and I. She looked different. She carried herself different. She talked different. It was like we just seen her two days earlier and she looked different. 
and she said uh, that she, her and her husband were talking, and all of a sudden they realized that the, her and her younger sister were gone. And so the father was making a, a pronouncement about, "Wow, what she looks different. She what what happened to her?" And so they were gone for a while. The the my graduate and her sister and uh, uh, parents called them up and found out where they were. She said they were at Mardell. And uh, so what are you doing? She goes, well, uh, she was talking to her 16-year-old sister about our powerful training and then the power of the mind and that you got to get all that bad stuff out of there because what you hold on to really affects you. And so my little my little student was becoming a teacher to her 16-year-old sister. And so she convinced her sister, let's go to a Christian bookstore and let's let's take all of our iPods and let's change the music. Let's change the downloads. Let's change all that stuff. So they, they got rid of all the suggestive, all the, uh, the, the swear words, all the bad music. And while they were doing that, her 16-year-old sister, who's a cheerleader, said, Hey, sis, can we just keep this one song that's only a little suggestive and it's only got a couple bad words? Uh, we use this for cheerleading practice. So is that okay if we go ahead and just keep this one, just this one? Is that okay? And with that, my graduate said, Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, bake you a, a dozen cookies, a batch of cookies. And I'm only going to put one scoop of poop in them. Are you okay with that? Now, I don't know about you, but if there's a plate of cookies there, and I heard a rumor that there might be a fleck of poop in one of those cookies, I'm on a diet. I ain't touching a single thing on that plate. And the moral story of this, if you won't eat a cookie because there might be a fleck of poop in it, why would you allow that crap, that bitterness, that hurt, that anger, that resentment, that trash talk? If other people said to us what we do to ourselves in our head, we'd never tolerate it. I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. That's why we got to be aware of the battle. And ladies and gentlemen, it's killing us. That's what poor mental health is doing. And after the break, I'm going to give you some stats to show what I'm saying. I'm Mr. Black. You are under construction on Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And again, today we are focusing on National Mental Health Awareness Month. And today we're talking about It's Killing Me. And what am I talking about? What goes on in our heads is killing us. 
We have somewhere between 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And as I said before the break, if other people did to us what we allow in our heads, we would never tolerate that. I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. And this is one of my big weaknesses in life. I trash talk myself. I'm a lot better today. Boy, I, I, after my dad stopped abusing me when I got on my own at 17 or 16, I don't remember, and went in the army and all that. I, you know, when he was no longer in my life, the abuse kept going. He'd abused me all my life, uh, alcoholic, beat on my mom, uh, beat on us kids. I mean, uh, very abusive, uh, verbally abusive, physically abusive uh, to, to two of my sisters, I think sexually abusive. Uh, we were white trash, and uh, we would have been on the Jerry Springer show if someone would have saw us. And so when I got on my own, though, I took over for him. I didn't realize this till decades later. But as my, I was only shared a home with my dad for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. He wasn't my real father. I don't know who my biological father was. But so let's say it was 12, 15 years that he abused me verbally and physically. Well, you know, I really started working on myself in my late 20s, mid 20s, uh, and really got some freedom, I think, about another 20 years after that. So technically, uh, and I'm still struggling with things. So technically, as much as my dad abused me, guess who abused me far more? That's right. I've met the enemy, and he's living in my shorts. Matter of fact, now as I'm more mature and older, now when I actually tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself this question. As I listen to that voice in my head, is that me? Is that God? Or is that the devil? Because only one of the three is any value, but inside my head, they all sound like me. And guess what? Inside your head, they all sound like you. See, that's what I do on this radio show. I bring in the biological, the physiological, the psychological, the sociological, the theological. Uh, I, I bring in the basic scientists of biology, psychology, and I just show you, you know, we're a three-part being. Uh, we have a body. It's a machine. we got to know the rules of the machine or the machine breaks down. What does it matter, right? And then the mind runs the machine, runs the body. And so the battle's in the mind. So you got to know how you create experience. How what you do in your head affects what you do physically or or affects your body chemistry. I mean, this is all part of epigenetics. Look it up. And then you're not your body and you're not your mind. You are technically spirit. And so you're an eternal being. You're going to be either spend eternity uh, with God or eternity away from God. But you're an eternal being. And so you got to deal with all three pieces. You got to deal with the body, that carbon-based life form that has a limited lifespan. But it is a machine. You got to know the rules, just like your car. You have an owner's manual in your car. Number two, the mind runs the machine. It's the computer. And so you got to know how the computer works. You got to know how you create experience, how you make yourself excited, how you make yourself depressed, how you turn yourself on, how you turn yourself on. Did anybody notice that? I said, how do you do it? I didn't say how does somebody else do it. You've got to participate. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our powers, our freedom. That's why I want you to know. I'm not just talking about mental health. I'm not just going to talk about suicide and depression just to talk about it. The reason I'm talking about it is because we have the tools to fix it, to change it, to correct it. Now, there are extreme versions where uh, only medical treatment or maybe no treatment and just locking someone up and keeping them from hurting themselves and others is the answer. But those are on the fringes. Those are on the extremes. A majority of depression falls in a category called situational depression. And what causes situational depression? You ready for this? Our self-talk. 
Our self-talk. The way we talk to ourselves. Again, referencing Dr. Caroline Leaf, I'd highly recommend her. She's written a couple books, uh, uh, Who Shut Off My Brain and Turn On Your Brain. Highly recommend her. Those of you that are Christians like I am, she's a Christian. She's a doctor. I don't know microbiologist what she's a doctor in, but she knows the body. She studies the body. She studies microbiology and the system uh, that we are. Uh, And uh, she goes incredibly in-depth on the structure of the body and the mind and how we have more control than we when we want to pretend. And so in those books, she goes to this powerful, highly recommended. But here's a quote. It says, 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. It's an epidemic of toxic emotions. I've read the stats. She says the average person has somewhere between 30 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Through an uncontrolled, remember we're unconscious beings. Remember we only function at 3 to 5% consciousness in our brain. Majority of our experience on this planet is at the unconscious level. We miss as much as we get. I'm just going to tell you that, honestly. It's just the reality. And so you've got to get yourself awake. That's why I hate the word woke. Uh, you know, the other side always steals all the good stuffs. Uh, I love a good rainbow, too. They got to steal all the good stuff. I love some grace and mercy. They got to steal all the good stuff, right? Uh, you know, pro-life, pro-choice. I'm, I think I'm pro-choice, and that makes me pro-life. You know, so they steal all the good stuff. And so you got to realize what's going on here. Through an uncontrolled thought life, we create the conditions for illness. We make ourselves sick. Do you hear that? Research shows that fear on its own fear. Don't you get the entire political process is written on fear. Uh, you're going to have to get your abortions in the back alley. Uh, well, no, they're not really going after Roe v. Wade. Once you can't get your abortions except in a back alley with a clothes hanger, then they're going to attack interracial marriage. They're going to throw you in jail if you're uh, if you're a black person and you're ma- uh, married to a white person. And then the, what they're going to do is they're going to go and get all the gay kids and all the LGBTQ, and they're going to throw them out of class. They're going to they're going to segregate them from all society. Now that's a farce. But yet, that's what's being promoted out there on TV. That's a, that's a farce. And yet, fear. Do you see how all the fear? Anger. It was proven 20 years ago, a study, I think, University of Washington, that angry people vote. And so, we've been doing this for decades now. They gin up each side. Fear-based. So angry. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill grandmother. They're going to starve your children. They're going to put black people back in chains. They're going to send you back to the reservation. They're gonna, I mean, this is real things being said. Real things. They're gonna, it's going to be a hunting season on black people. I mean, and this fear and these people that believe this narrative. The problem is what happens to the fear and the anger and the, the trepidation when the election's over. It goes to our family. It goes to the guy who cuts us off on the freeway. But then when you add that to so much other stuff, and I'm going to give you examples today. Friends I have. People that you know. It's not one thing. It's a piling on. It's like for a lot of people, they're done with it. That life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness. 
Going back to Dr. Uh, Caroline Leaf's quote, she says, research shows that fear all on its own triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones. She says, quote, there are intellectual medical reasons to forgive. See, when we don't forgive, when we have the three hours of survival, regret, resentment, resistance. And why am I saying that? Because we live in a culture right now that tells you to keep a pound of flesh, a record of wrong. 1619. That was 501, uh, 500, uh, what is it, 19 years, 5,100, uh, 500, I don't know what it is, it's 510 years long ago. That's how long ago it was. I can't do the math in my head. Sorry, gentlemen, ladies. Right? And yet they want you to wrap up 16, 19, that, and they want to rewrite history. I mean, silly. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, whether you're blue or red, whether you're Biden or Trump, none of that matters. Just step back and be honest. It's crazy. There are intellectual medical reasons to forgive. Plus, the Bible tells you to forgive. But we're keeping a record wrong, a pound of flesh. You're supposed to remember what happened in 1776. You're supposed to remember that people, when they first came here, were slaves. You're supposed to remember in the 1920s that black people were treated like this or that Hispanics were treated like this or in 1911 that Native Americans were done this to or in 1812 that this happened or 60 years ago, uh, black people people had to get hosed down and weren't allowed to vote in this and and a hundred years ago women couldn't even vote and you notice where everybody's wrapped up in wrapped up in the past why because they don't want you to forgive they don't want you to forget they've got to get this anger this resentment going the problem is it's killing you and it's becoming toxic waste toxic waste generated by toxic thoughts because what you believe is what you're told over and over and over CNN, MSNBC, the mainstream media, all the stuff on your phone that blinks every time Trump says something or farts, you got to know that Trump's evil. And every time Biden does some, some screw up or thing, you got to know that it really wasn't him that did it. There's, it's taken out of context. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is killing. This is not about politics anymore. This is not about Roe v. Wade. This is not about Trump or Biden. This is about our sanity. This is about our families. This is killing people. Do you know? That when the top 10 uh, cause of death in, the, in America is suicide. Do you know that? Top 10 leading cause of death. It is the fourth leading cause of death for adolescents aged 15 to 19 globally. In 2019, there were an estimated 3.5 million people who planned a suicide. 1.4 million suicide attempts. 47,511 deaths by suicides. Don't you get that? That's huge. Because they list as the top 10. It's number 10. But did you hear how many people attempted? 1.4 million. That wouldn't move it up. It's just that we're not, we're too cowards. I am. I could never take my life. I'm too coward. Mental health disorders and substance use disorders are the most significant factors for suicidal behavior. And as a, in addition, listen, environmental factors such as stressful life events, access to lethal means such as firearms or drugs may increase the risk of suicide. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big deal. It's killing us. And we need to deal with that. I want you to know we can solve this. We don't need drugs. We don't need the government help. We just need to stop the stinking thinking. Come after the break and we're going to talk about the pandemic it is and what we can do about it. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction. Today, we're talking about the serious issue of mental health. We'll be right back. 
Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And for this, uh, this is our first time, I think, in the history of uh, Like It Matters Radio and our podcast, Living Life Like It Matters, that we will have for the first time air the same day uh, the same program. But here's the deal. The radio show, we are live every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. I'm sorry, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. Now, our radio show is actually a real radio show. It's based out of Minneapolis. I know we got listeners all over the world, all over America, but this is not a podcast. This is a live radio show. You can live stream with us no matter where you are in the world from 11 a.m. Uh, to 12 uh, p.m. at noon to noon uh, central standard time just go to freedom 1570.com after the radio shows over live we then post it on like it matters radio.com as a podcast but we also have a bi-weekly podcast called live in life like it matters so wherever you listen to podcasts just search or live in life like it matters and there you'll see us now we do a bi-weekly mondays and thursdays thursdays is one of my favorite radio shows or some new content uh monday is what's called story time with Mr. Black, uh, uh, a pithy message story with uh, application, a little bit Aesop fable for the modern social slash political spiritual circa 2022, if you will. Uh, so I want you to know this show, today's show, will be uh, live on the radio, quote, even though I recorded it, live on the radio, be first time heard on the radio, and the same content will be for the first time ever on our podcast page, uh, Live in Life Like It Matters. So wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever, please uh, just do it there. Now here's the difference. Here's why I'm bringing this, all this up. There's going to be extra content on the podcast because I have a set hour to do this radio show on the radio because I have a certain time limit but on my podcast I can do so there's going to be some more content so there'll be the four segments like you on the radio show but the fifth segment is going to have some priceless content on it because I talk too much. And so I run out of a fixed amount of time, but on my podcast, I can elaborate more. I can go into detail. And so today, we're talking about it's killing us. It's killing me. And what's killing me? Our self-talk. Our stinking thinking. You know why? Because people don't know what to pain. You know why? Because people aren't uh, thinking for themselves anymore. They're being played. I think the, the advancement in behavioral sciences has done more to damage uh, American psyche than anything else because we're being manipulated. We're being played. Just Google Joseph Goebbels. Uh, just Google a mass formation. Um, I mean, it's right here. We're being manipulated. We're being played. And this is a, a problem is a lot of feeble-minded people don't realize it. And it's being they're being tugged on their emotions. They're being told to hate, to fear, get you ginned up so much anger that you would do anything. Uh, you would go by and throw bricks in a Republican uh, window. Uh, you would attack what happened in Wisconsin. A pro-life group was uh, firebombed, you know, it was firebombed. Uh, and no one seems to care. 
uh, where it's okay for uh, the Supreme Court justice to be harassed at home because there's an opinion you don't, you don't like. I mean, it's getting bitter and angry. It's getting hurtful. What do people do with anger? What do they do with resentment? I'm gonna show, and I'll prove my point. These aren't opinions. This is not an opinion show. I make a thesis. I'm like a prosecuting attorney. I make a statement, and I support it with data. That's the difference. Am I telling you my thesis or what my hypothesis is? Uh, yeah, and I speak it as if it were. Yeah, because I do think. I use my noggin. The one organ we have in our brain, that, uh, in our body, that never has to deteriorate is our mind, our brain. And yet, if you don't use it, it's called apathy, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> right? If you don't use it, you lose it. Or uh, atrophy. Isn't that money? Isn't that amazing? It's called atrophy. But apathy and atrophy, they can rhyme together, and they really lead. They're connected, if you think about it. But what do we do with pain? This is the key, because we're all hurt. We're all broken individuals. We all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners and need a Savior. We all have this empty hole in our soul uh, that's in the form of God, shape of God. Just everybody's attempting to fill it with everything else, self-gratification, uh, ourselves, uh, whatever. And so Henry Wadsworth Longfellow said this so well. He said, believe me, every man has the secret sorrow within the world knows not. And oftentimes we call a man cold when he's only sad. There's a lot of sad people out there. One thing I learned a long time ago, hurting people hurt people. It's a universal law. You can ban guns. You can ban bricks. You can ban cars. You can ban, uh, uh, what is she, had a flagpole. They killed Ashley Babbitt because she had a flagpole. You can ban flagpoles. But you're, you're not going to solve the problem. Because from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. From the overflow of the heart, the feet and hands act. That's what's going on. It's we're like sponges. When you squeeze the sponge, the only thing that comes out of it is what you put into it. That's the key. And that's why it's the key to understand that people are hurting. You can exercise and sustain personal leadership only to the extent of your capacity to bear pain. If you can't bear your own pain, then you can't really lead. If you can respond to and bear only the pain of your family, then your family represents the full scope of your leadership potential. If, however... By God's grace, you can recognize and bear the pain of those around you. Then the breadth of your leadership potential is limited only by the scope of your burden and your capacity. So powerful. It's by John MacArthur and so true. If I, uh, let's say I was drinking something at your house. You have a nice tile floor. And I spill Hawaiian punch all over your tile floor. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me clean up the mess. Where are your sponges? And you go, I got some clean ones under my sink. They're brand new. Just take them out of the wrapper. Go ahead and use it. So I go to your sink. Underneath your sink, there's a sponge and a wrapper. I take it out of its wrapper. I clean up my mess. And when I go to your sink and squeeze that sponge, you're going to expect some red liquid to come out of it because that's what you cleaned up. Same scenario, but now I'm drinking a diet soda. And so I knock over a diet soda. I go to clean up my mess at your house. I go under your sink. I grab a brand new sponge. I take it out of its brand new wrapper, and I clean up my brown soda. When I squeeze that sponge, you're going to expect some brown soda to come out of it, some brown liquid. Why? Because you would tell me, black, that's a sponge. It's not a magic act. It's not a disappearing act. That sponge has a universal law that when it gets squeezed, the only thing that can come out of it is what entered it. And in this story, we are the sponge. 
We've got to be careful, little eyes, what we see. We've got to be careful, little feet, where we go. We got to be careful, little ears, what we listen to, not just externally, but internally. Men don't struggle in a day. Women don't struggle in a day. Marriages don't struggle in a day. It's a slow fade. It's a building of bricks and layers and hurt and pain. But here's the good news. This is not to depress you. Here's the good news. You're more responsible than you realize. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. We have control. We have power. We have freedom. But we've got to wield it. We've got to access it. We've got to know it. And then we've got to use it. That's why I quote these sources. Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi. The book's called Flow. He's a Russian physicist, I think. He's not a psychologist. He's not an opinion writer of the New York Times. He's not an opinion quote guy, person posing as a journalist on state-run media. Just like... Um, uh, our lady who wrote uh, Epigenetics, The Basics of Epigenetics, Caroline Leaf, couldn't think of her name. It's not opinion. Seth, remember, we're told to follow the science. These are scientists. Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi is a scientist, a Russian physicist, when it was okay to be a Russian physicist, not in 2022. Quote, a person can make himself happy or miserable regardless of what's happening outside just by changing the contents of consciousness. We all know individuals who can transform hopeless situations into challenges by overcoming just through the force of the personalities. It's a great leadership quality, by the way. It continues on. This ability to persevere despite obstacles and setbacks is the quality people most admire in others, and justly so. It is probably the most important trait not only for succeeding in life, but for enjoying life as well. To develop this trait. Did you hear that? To develop this trait. It didn't say attitude. It's a skill. To develop this trait, this skill, one must find ways to order consciousness so as to be in control of thoughts and feelings. These are scientists. These aren't opinion journalists. This isn't Ann Landers or Dear Abby. This is real. The Bible says to to hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. What's the obedience of Christ? That I've not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-control. That I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in the future. Do not judge lest ye be judged. And that doesn't mean we don't have discernment. That doesn't mean we don't call out false prophets. That doesn't mean we call out people who are quoting the Bible improperly. Yes, you're supposed to do that. We're supposed to question our faith and challenge other people, make sure that we uh, we defend the faith. We're, we're fighting for the faith. What he's saying is, listen, don't decide who's God's. You don't know who's God's. There's lots of people have deathbed confections. Lots of people change their life. Lots of people have an up until now moment. And maybe that person is scheduled for one. You don't know it. So he's not telling you not to have discernment, not to call evil evil. He's saying, listen, you don't get to decide who God's children are. God decides that. We're all creatures of God, but we're not all children of God. And so you got to understand that. And so what we got to do is we got to hold our thoughts captive. We got to transform our thinking to not conform to the thinking of this world. This world wants you to keep a grudge. It wants you to look in the rearview mirror, be resentful, be regretful, be uh, bitter. Our pain from the past can make us bitter or better, but not both. Our struggles from the past can make us be an overcomer or a complainer, but not both. It's time to decide. 
We've got to do some truth therapy. We've got to check into what's going on in our head. We've got to become aware of being unaware. And then we've got to identify the self-talk. And then we've got to see if, it, if it's good, keep it. But if it's bad, challenge it. Challenge it. Talk back to it. And then you got to remove it. Call it a lie. Be gone from me, Satan, as Jesus said to Peter. And then replace it. Replace it with the truth. No scoops of poop. No fleck poop. You're better than that. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about it's killing me. We're talking about the mental health battle. The battle between the stimulus and the response. The battles in the mind. And I'm helping you wage war in a better way. I'm Black. Be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where living life like it matters. And nothing's more pressing right now in most of our heads and hearts than mental health. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And that's what I'm here for. If you need some help in that regards, uh, so do I. So do a lot of people. Please reach out to me. Mr. Dot Black at likeitmatters.net. Mr. Period B-L-A-C-K at like it matters plural there, like it matters dot net. Uh, give me a call, 817-657-4921. Be more than happy to help you. That's what I do in my transformational training, training at like it matters dot net. 48 hours, I teach you how you work. I help you clean up the past. I help you ask and answer important questions. Uh, and I cr- help you create a vision moving forward. Uh, and then that's the two and a half days. That's transformational. And then I walk with you every day for the rest of your life. A daily radio show, a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, I got a daily scripture I send out to those that are uh, theologically inclined. Uh, and I make myself available. So we can fix this. We can solve this. It's uh, Most of this can be done by us getting in control of what's going on between the stimulus and the response. And that's what I teach you. And that's what this radio show is about. Because what happens is all this bitterness, all this hurt creates uh, people that make bad choices. See, when the pressure gets on us, we react, we snap. Uh, it's a great book. I've never read it, but I've read lots of excerpts from it, lots of quotes from it. Uh, I heard it's a tome, so I haven't read it. It's called The Dead Toad Scrolls. And the guy is a pretty eccentric guy, Kilroy uh, Oldster, who wrote it. And I want to share with you a, a quote he does on regret. He says, regret comes in four tones that operates in unison, unison to shape our lives. First, we regret that life, the life that we lived, the decisions we made, the words we said in anger and enduring the shame wrought from experiencing painful failures in work and love. Secondly, we regret the life we did not live, the opportunities missed, the adventures postponed indefinitely, and the failure to become someone else other than whom we are now. 
American author Shannon L. Adler said one of the greatest regrets in life is being what others would want you to be rather than being yourself. Third, we regret the parts of our life uh, are over. We hang on to nostalgic feelings for the past. When we were young and happy, everything was new and we had not yet encountered hardship. And as we age and encounter painful setbacks, we experience disillusionment and can no longer envision a joyous future. Which brings us to the fourth. We experience bitterness because the world did not prove to be what we hoped or expected to be. Don't you see the battle? It's between the stimulus and the response. And what happens, we tell ourselves this stuff over and over and over. And life gets disappointing more and more and more. And now we're fed to hate each other. I got a report here. Teens expressing regret over gender-affirming care are going unheard by the Biden administration. See, these kids that knew they made a mistake. Do you know what gender dysphoria is? Gender dysphoria is confusion. It's basically a state of unease or generalization, generalized satisfaction with life. It's called teenage years, puberty, teenage awkwardness, the year, the hormones, the, the, the period comes in for a girl, the, the buck teeth, the hormones come in a man, the little boys start getting hair. It's like, ah, right? All the hormones going on. It's terrible, right? That's always been the case. But now you give them permission to go into a medical journey that's long-lasting life and alter their bodies medically and chemically, which will make them forever a patient? That's crazy. And now a lot of these teens that had all these people around there encouraging them to do it, now they're regretful 10, 15 years later. And no one cared because it was a circle squad. They all said the same thing. So there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of disappointment. It says right here, study did. More than 500 kids between the ages of 10 and 14 died by suicide in 2020. And it's sad. Half of people that age, kids that age, are depressed, are wondering about the, the meaning of life. People no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life survey shows. That's a study. Massive increase in black Americans murdered was a result of the fun police movement. So get black people angry. So now racist other people think that black people don't want police. They don't want to safe neighborhoods. And so now more black people are being killed by more black people. And, and everybody's wondering what's going on. It's, it's getting stunning, people. We're getting sad. We're getting depressed. We don't know what to do, how to act. And then we internalize it. We stuff, 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 snap. And then we take our lives. Naomi Judd. Toddlers and Tierra star uh, Kelly uh, Posey, Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Miss USA, Chelsea Christ, Margaret Kidder. Stunning. Stuff, stuff, snap. The greatest environment in our life is between the stimulus and response. It's our head. And most people are living in hell. Two men sit behind bars. One sees mud, the other sees stars. It doesn't matter what reality is. What is your focus? Because life is hard. I read the good book, and it tells me two things that most people don't like to hear. That life's hard, and that life's not fair. So we got to put our big boy pants on. It, it's just the sad reality of the world we live in. But yet, we're not teaching people how to overcome. We're not teaching people how to do well, how to learn, how to pick themselves up dust themselves off and hit it again that's what we're missing see under better under pressure 
there was an article about about great leaders bring out the best of themselves and others under pressure by Justin Mankus. And Mankus says that three specific catalysts for realizing potential are all under pressure. Realistic optimism. That means being truthful but not downtrodden. Subversiveness to purpose. That means you have a reason for what you're doing. You're willing to fight the good fight and you get knocked on your butt. You pick yourself up. You dust yourself off and hit again. Why? Because you're emotionally involved. And lastly, finding order in chaos. This world is chaotic. Can you find order? I teach you how to do that. Go to likeitmatters.net. Because as I'm studying this mental health problem, and by the way, remember, after this, for those of you on the radio, we're going to cut this off in about five minutes. For those of you listening on podcasts, the next segment will have brand new content, kind of conclusion of this since I run out of time because I talk too much. But let me share you something I found, the life and death of Lois Lane, Margaret Kidder. This is what happens to people. Life takes a toll. Piling on. Like I said, for a lot of us, life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness. Here's what I got from this article. Actually, from data, and then I put this article together. The 1980s saw uh, Margot Kidder star in three sequels to the original Superman film. Early in the decade, she was romantically linked to the comedian Eddie Murphy and the Canadian Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, although neither relationship lasted long. In 1984, she produced and starred in the Canadian TV film Louisiana, having already married the film's director, Philip de Broca, in France in 1983. Once again, this marriage, her third and final, was short-lived, ending in divorce in 1984. Kidder received a diagnosis of bipolar disorder in 1988, although she rejected the recommended lithium treatment. 1990 saw her seriously injured in a car accident on the set of a TV series she was making, rendering her partially paralyzed for a while and unable to work for two years. She launched a lawsuit from which she received no settlement and later left her in subsequent financial difficulties. She was, it bankrupted her. Whilst working on her autobiography on her laptop computer in April 1996, a virus wiped out all her hard work. Think about that. She traveled to California hoping a company there would be able to retrieve that lost work. They were unsuccessful. And Kidder then entered a manic state. She was so depressed, and she disappeared for four days. She was found in a distressed state, having lost caps on her teeth in an attempted rape, and was placed in psychiatric care. However, Kidder continued to act regularly until 2017, as well as lending her support to environmental and anti-nuclear causes. She became an American citizen in 2005, spent her later years living alone with her dogs in a log cabin. On May 13, 2018, Kidder was visited by her friend, Joan Kiesick, who found her unresponsive at her home in Livingston, Montana. Kidder committed suicide. Her agent initially said she passed away peacefully, but later it was ruled a suicide, a result of self-inflicted drug and alcohol overdose. She was cremated. Her ashes were scattered at her favorite locations in Canada, as well as the wilds of Montana amongst the bears and wolves she so loved. Margaret Kidder was only 69 years old. Stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. And you can't be a Superman. You can't even be Superman's girlfriend. This is real. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power, is your freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, we can change this. We can fix this. You don't need to drug yourself up. You don't need to lock yourself in a mental institution, although there are extreme cases where drugs are needed and separation from other people is needed so you can get healthy. 
But I want to show you the, to give you the keys to the kingdom. I show you how you work. I show you how you create experience. I teach you how you're made. I teach you you're going to make any lasting change. You got to do it. The, the 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 rules of the unconscious brain. It runs the ship. Unless you know that those rules, you can't function in that realm. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, we got another segment coming. Brand new content. If you're on the radio show, this is it. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters. My podcasters out there, I told you there's some extra content that the radio listeners don't get. Uh, because again, uh, this is just one piece I do. If you don't know this, I'm on the radio every single day. You can listen live uh, on your uh, any app. Uh, just live stream with us. Go to freedom1570.com, freedom1570.com. That's from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. Uh, after the radio show is done live, then it gets put in podcast form. And all those are stored on likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. However, this is a separate podcast. So uh, I have a bi-weekly podcast called Live in Life Like It Matters. On Mondays, it's story time with Mr. Black. And that's just a, I share a story. I share a message, and then I talk about the, the ramifications, the meaning of that message, and the application. It's kind of like a, a Aesop fable circa 2022. Uh, it's a message with a meaning and then application, because what is uh, good is a meaning if there's not application of that meaning, right? Uh, and then Thursdays, uh, sometimes it's new content. Sometimes it's one of my favorite radio shows over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and sometimes it's a radio show like this one was based off of, uh, and then with some extra content. And this was actually the first uh, podcast that we did that was simultaneous with the radio show. So the same day it was played for the first time on the radio, uh, it was also played uh, as my podcast. So uh, for those that listen on the radio, now you're coming. This is the extra content you were promised. Those that have been listening on the podcast, you, you got it anyways. That's what you're here for. So you're going to get it. 
So we were talking before about uh, being better under pressure. Uh, and again, I like to look at uh, patterns. Uh, in a lot of these books, when people do research and they look into thousands of people over decades, they're looking at patterns. And that's why I share this stuff. And so uh, Justin Mankis, uh, author, he wrote about how great leaders bring out the best in themselves and others. Uh, and he said, under pressure, better under pressure, Mankis presents three specific catalysts for realizing potential realistic optimism that means being truthful yet not hopeless hopeful and truthful uh, subservience to purpose meaning you know why you're doing what you're doing this is an emotional involvement it's important to be emotionally involved otherwise when you get knocked down you won't get back up and keep going when other people mock you and they will when other people say you're silly and they will when other people walk away from you because you because you can't do this and they will the only thing that can keep you going is if you have a reason why and lastly, it's finding order in chaos. And ladies and gentlemen, the universe is in chaos and it's expanding. But the cool thing is, this is why I follow the God of the Bible. Cedar means order. We just celebrated the Passover, a cedar, a cedar feast or cedar uh, um, activity. And what it means is a form. It's an order. And there's an order to everything in the universe. And I think it's incredible that the God of the universe is a God of order, and yet the universe is a God of disorder, and it's increasing in disorder. If that doesn't show you the yin and the yang, if that doesn't show you there's a problem and God came to fix that problem, then you just willfully don't want to believe in God. But I want to talk about this under pressure thing, because the pattern, as I've been dealing with people for 30 years, is stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. In other words, good people can do bad things. It's a universal law. It's the reality of life. And so it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you have a crutch to seek help. I seek help. I struggle sometimes emotionally. There are many days because I'm, I'm basically here to serve God, to help people. I serve God by serving his people. I see a need, I meet a need. If you come in my life and you need help, uh, I'll help you. I won't, I won't judge it based on my help won't be based on how much money you have. It won't be based on who you sleep with, what sex. It won't be uh, based on what gender you prefer. It won't be based on uh, what bathroom you use. It's based on my purpose. My purpose, God has me here. You see a need black and you meet a need. That's why I'll help you. None of the other stuff matters. Now, you and I could have a lot of beliefs that we disagree in. You might not believe in God, I do. You might be, uh, by night, uh, I, I support Donald Trump. You might be a progressive liberal, and I'm a conservative Christian. It doesn't matter. Hurting people are hurting people. It doesn't matter. When someone's broken, when someone's on the side of the street, um, the, it doesn't matter what their beliefs are. It doesn't matter what their political party is. There's someone in need. See need, meet a need. God tells me that. I take my orders from God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is a big deal. This isn't about you being weak or you not needing help. We all need help. We all got to process what's going on because it's a piling on process. We have family of origin issues. Some of us have been abused or molested or raped or whatever, and, and we've stuffed it away. And now we live in a world that wants you to remember every wrong that's ever happened to you. Wants you to keep a record of wrong, matter of fact. Wants you to keep a pound of flesh. They want to agitate you. They want to pitch you against other people. Why? Because they control you then. Because they, you, you carry with you a vote. And with a vote comes power and money. 
And oh my gosh, they need that power and money. And so they need your vote. So they'll say and do whatever they got to do and say to make sure that uh, you'll at least uh, give someone else about that they can wink, wink, nudge, nudge, mail in for you. Right? But you got to see what's going on. And I'll just go through a list of just this recently. Winona Judd. Remember her? Yeah, her mom and her were a famous duet, right? Everybody know what I'm talking about, right? Naomi Judd, her mother, took their life. Matter of fact, here's a clip. Uh, Winona and Ashley Judd announced that their mother's death at the age of 76 on Saturday with a heartbreaking statement posted to social media. It read, quote, Today we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. We are shattered. We are navigating profound grief and know that as we loved her, she was loved by her public. We are an unknown territory. And why do I bring this up? Because you talk about having everything. Naomi and Winona Judd were among the most popular duos ever. The Judds. The 1980s, they scored what? I think here it is, uh, 14 number one hits during their nearly three-decade career. Isn't that stunning? Before her death, the Grammy Award-winning artist released a memoir that detailed her battle with mental illness. It's called River of Time, My Descent into Depression and How I Emerged with Hope. In the book, Naomi describes experiencing the the boulder-like weight of my severe treatment-resistant depression and terrifying panic attacks. She described how hepatitis C diagnosed in 1990 changed her life. She said doctors only gave her three years to live after she contracted the virus during her work as a nurse. She was declared free from the illness in 1995 but even after her recovery naomi continued to struggle with mental illness she wrote this quote had plenty of reasons to jump out of bed every morning never did i expect that only months after the encore tour in 2010 ended i would feel i had every reason to jump off a bridge and end my tortured existence. She's in the height of success. She also wrote that she suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, from what? Quote, traumatic events in her life. Just like you have traumatic events, just like I have traumatic events. And by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is put in place. On Sunday, one day after she died, the Judds were inducted in the Country Music Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony in Nashville, Tennessee was filled with tears, music, laughter. They celebrated the loss. I mean, they celebrated the life of Naomi, but they were mourning the loss of Naomi. It's incredible that they both, the sisters, Winona and Ashley, they, they accepted the award, the tears, and they read from the Bible. Now, I just know Ashley Judd mocks conservatives. She mocks God, and yet, here it is, quote, I'm sorry that she couldn't hang on until today, Ashley said of a mother to the crowd while crying. The sisters then recited Psalm 23. And then Winona said, though my heart is broken, I'll continue to sing. How about Toddlers and Chara star, Kellya Posey? Died by suicide, 16 years old. She was an accomplished teenager with a bright future ahead of her. Unfortunately, in one impetuous moment, she made the rash decision to end her earthly life, her family said. Beautiful young lady. I saw a picture, didn't know who she was. Famous because of the show she had done, all that. See, some people think that, well, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, these are people that have everything and end it all. Kate Spade. 
She designed fancy bags that most people couldn't afford. So fancy that Coach Brand eventually bought it. The, the company that owns that, what is it called? I think it's called Tapestry Incorporated, TPR, formerly known as Coach, owned Kate Spade since 2017. And I think it was 2019 that she took her life. Stunning. Oh, 2018. So just a year after she made all this money selling her company. Spade was found dead in her New York apartment in June of that year at the age of 55, 2018. Her death was ruled a suicide by hanging. Do you know how she hung herself? She tied the robe, her, her tie from her robe. She took her tie from her robe. Yep, that's what I said. She wrapped it around her neck. She tied it to the doorknob. And she laid down. And she choked herself to death. She realized how hard it is to be suffocated. To realize you gotta lay there. Think about this. She could have lifted herself up. She could have got up to her on her hands and knees. She could have leaned up. She could have sat up. She could have stood up. And she would have lived. She was in so much pain that she wanted to get rid of. That she was willing to lay down and slowly suffocate herself, choke herself to death. That's how much pain she's in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's real. Mental health problems are real. We all struggle. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. In that space is your power, your freedom. That's why I do what I do. Don't worry about the money part. We'll work on that. Let me help you get you ready for the battle between the stimulus and response. Two men sit behind uh, bars. One sees stars, the other sees mud. I said it backwards, of course. One sees mud, the other sees stars. It rhymes. But the point is they're, they're in the same place. They're behind bars. They're looking in the same direction, but one chooses to lift their head up. One chooses to lift their head down. We, the body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals are released based on our thinking, based on our breathing, and based on our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to our physiology. Former Miss America, Chelsea Christ, Chesley Christ, jumped off a 30-story building, I think it was. It's just a couple months ago. How about Charlie Brown? Do you know that? The guy who did Charlie Brown. Stunning, right? Peter Robbins. End his life after years of battling mental health issues. Peter Robbins, who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, was imprisoned after famously made a series of criminal threats to several people. After his release, Daily Mail claims Peter promoted getting professional help for mental health issues after being treated for addictions to drug, alcohol, and sex. You see, these are all byproducts. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get in control of what's going on in our head. We've got to start controlling what comes part of our experience. This is why I do my radio show. This is why I do my bi-weekly podcast. This is why I do likeitmatters.net, where I teach you how to win the battle. That's what I do. That's why we're here. Why? Because you matter. Why? Because there's only one you and you're special. Why? Because when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. 
Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.